Hello everybody, Bill here. I just wanted to let you guys know that we were having some technical difficulties this week, so you're going to hear a little bit of an annoying buzzing sound in the background. We did our best to fix it, but it's still there. So before I decide to smash my laptop and throw it out the window, I decided to just release the episode. So hopefully you guys can bear with us until we get this issue fixed. So now, with that said, on with the show. Well, Bill, you've managed to drag me to another place. So um, what are we doing in Key West? And more importantly, why am I climbing a chain link fence? Oh, and you're doing a great job, pal. Those Spartan races have paid off, indeed. Now, Chris, you know how we've been getting called out by everybody for our lack of research? You mean by calling out by us calling ourselves out? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and my wife and my cousin and my friends, everybody's giving me shit about it. So I figured we're really going to dive into this case tonight with hands-on research. Your hands? No, your (laughs) hands, pal, because I'm going to be collecting much-needed data on your findings. I bet you will. Have you ever heard of Carl Tanzler before? No, why don't you enlighten me? (laughs) Well, he was a grave-robbing necrophiliac. Now, I'm not going to ask you to go that far, but uh, I was thinking maybe we can get you to spend the night in uh, the cemetery. No, 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 no. Well, I I want... No, no. Hear me out. You're going to be protected from the elements, Chris, because I took it upon myself to get you access into a mausoleum. So if you could just follow me down here. Why am I doing this? Why do I do this to myself? Chris, it's research. Our fans want actual facts. They want in-depth research. Uh, there we go. Get in there. There you go. All right, pal. Now, uh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, open the door, though. No, 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 you stay right in there, pal. Um, pal! I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want you to get freaked out, but I um, went ahead and opened one of the coffins and propped it up against the wall. Uh, <laughs> get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, Chris, relax, relax. I wanted to see if you could possibly develop any feelings like Tanzel did to a corpse. Hold on, Chris. I uh, happen to bring a phonograph with me, and I'm going to leave it right here with a very romantic tune playing. But I'll be here in the morning to unlock the door, and uh, best of luck, man, because she is... uh, She's beautiful. Number 17 of the Between the Cracks podcast. I am your host, Bill, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Chris. Now, Chris, are you feeling as excited about tonight's episode as I am? No. No. (laughs) I am loving the positivity because, Chris, I think tonight we're going to make everybody a little uncomfortable and hopefully they'll get as nauseous as we did. Well, I will say one thing. It's not the first time you probably puked 
in your lap from watching one of our episodes <laughs> because uh, this is pretty bad. Wait, don't give it all away yet, oh, Chris. I didn't say which you are, one. You are jumping the gun. You're just so excited tonight. Before I get anywhere, please, please, we all need to know, how are you? Perhaps you didn't hear me, Chris. <laughs> I say, how are you? How do you think I am, huh? We, I, I don't this. know about you, but I'm feeling a little bit more positive. I don't know. I've been getting out a little more. I'm wearing a stupid little fucking mask. And I, whatever. You know, I'm staying away from people. The sun's shining. It was 75 in New York the other day. So, I mean, things are looking up. Definitely all of a sudden felt like spring after the shit we've been through. But guess what, Bill? What's that? This week... The temperatures are not only going to drop, but we may even see snow showers at one point. <laughs> well, that's fitting, Chris, because I just planted two new trees, some shrubs, <laughs> and some flowers in the backyard. I got so motivated <laughs> to make this fucking backyard look like the botanical gardens, and uh, you're telling me now it's going to be fucking ruined. In so many words, yes. <laughs> uh, I buy a fucking plant that attracts those murder hornets. I've been hearing about these fucking these things. I don't know. Is it just something that's being built up just because it's just another thing that's gone wrong yeah, this year? Or? Absolutely. I think that's exactly yeah. what's happened. But they're fucking gross looking. I think they're about two. They're huge. Yeah, they're fucking nasty. Well, like, the thing is, there's another there's a, another type of a bee that's also really large. That's not a murder hornet. Like I don't know if you ever seen them. You ever you ever hear of a cicada killer bee? No. So like they they actually carry full size cicadas. They're huge. They live in the ground. But these things are are going to be running for the hills because everyone's probably going to mistake them for these <laughs> <laughs> these new hornets, and they're going to start swinging at them. Do you like honeybees? Well, yeah. I mean, I really do like honey. So <laughs> I don't know where that's going, but I was just curious. <laughs> I thought you just wanted to make a little chit chat. So. <laughs> so what else is going on, Chris? What's new in your world? Well, I'm glad you asked. Not a damn thing. No, um, <laughs> a little gardening thing maybe uh, in happening. Soon. Beautiful, man. Yeah. Beautiful. This is the time. Sense. I mean, everybody wants to be a little bit more self-sufficient now after this fucking uh, bullshit pandemic we've been going through. Yeah, I know. It's, you know, it, it's like people are, are referring to them as like victory gardens. You know, like back in was it World War Two? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where uh... I love. I say it so smugly. I, I don't fucking know. <laughs> One of those wars. I have anyway, no fucking like, clue. People started growing food. I, I, I'm really just going to ruin this entire story because I don't know the exact details behind it. But anyway, they called them victory gardens. All you got to do is say it with confidence and people will believe it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, so anyway, it's it's just like similar to that and like in, in the fact that there's just like this crisis going on and, you know, people are taking to doing things themselves now. Like so many... You can't find yeast or flour anywhere because everyone's all of a sudden a baker now. I, I shouldn't really say that because I'm actually taking a baking too. So. <laughs> uh, but like everyone wants to make their own breads and stuff now. So like everyone's just trying to kill the time with coming up with these crafts and stuff, which I guess is good. It, well, you got to do something. I mean, if, if you're not able to work right now, you got to keep your fucking mind occupied because you know what happens is you get bored and you just eat you know and then you're eating just out of fucking boredom i am and thanks for asking how i'm doing chris uh <laughs> i am in week two of the ten thousand kettlebell swing challenge and how many are you up to i'm at two thousand right now it's a five-week program and i've only pulled my back out once since uh this has started but i'm uh, feeling good well, you know, the reviews are in on our last episode, and uh, people got fucking really pissed off. Not at us, 
but Luca Magnata, more so for the fucking animal torture than anything else. And it's funny how that just ignites something in people, because it did to me. I was fucking thinking about it and getting furious, yeah. especially about the cat that was fucking taped to the stick. That motherfucker. You don't mess with kittens. No, no. Do you like to play with kittens? Yeah, well, who doesn't? I mean, I mean I'm just creepy tonight. I don't know what... I, <laughs> I am a fucking creep. Well, I mean, this creepy fucking persona that I have going on tonight fits in well with who and what we're going to be talking about. Because tonight, Chris, I want you to... uh Buckle down and put on your seatbelts because we're going for a bumpy and disgusting ride. We're going back in time a little bit, Chris. I, this might be the oldest case that we've covered to date. We're going back to 1933 for this one. And this should be a very short episode because this is this fucking guy. I, I'm learning about this guy from you. That's how much research I've done. <laughs> uh, I, I researched a little bit of this and I had to stop <laughs> after I got to the... After two paragraphs. <laughs> after I got... I had to stop uh, right after I got to the part about the cardboard tube, that's when I uh, <laughs> that's when I cut the rope and bailed. Tonight we're talking about Carl Tanzler, and uh, you know he's from Germany, and he immigrated to the U.S. down to the Florida Keys, where he worked in the Marine Hospital Service as a radiology tech. From everything I've read, he's had these different aliases. I mean, many name changes, so much so to the point that they don't even know if his credentials are fucking real. So this fucking guy is working as a radiologist or radiology tech in this fucking hospital, and nobody even knows what the fuck his background is. Now... <laughs> That's what you want from a radiologist. <laughs> so, apparently, you know, all was going well and good in his career. Uh, nothing really too remarkable. No blemishes on his record. That was until he became obsessed with a patient of his. A young Cuban girl named Elena Helen Milagro de Hoyas. And uh, now when I say young girl, <laughs> maybe that's a little misleading. I don't mean a young girl. I'm just talking about a young woman, uh, 21 years old to be exact. She came to the hospital with a case of tuberculosis and she was being treated at the hospital. And apparently Carl was assisting in her treatment. And it was at this point that he began to develop a oh, obsession. I mean, I God, when you hear what happened, I would say it's even little more than an obsession. He had been working on her treatments with her for over two years. But unfortunately, after those two years, she had just succumbed to the tuberculosis. And that's very sad at such a young age. But given the time period, this was 1933, that's uh, pretty expected. I'm guessing that the recovery rates were very low at that time. This is when our story uh, starts to take a little bit darker tone. Apparently, Carl had fucking money of some sort, and we don't know how the fuck he got his money prior to this, but he went so far as to pay for a mausoleum for Elena. And from all accounts, the family was very grateful for this. If you take a look and you Google the mausoleum, it's very nice. But the one thing that Carl did not tell the family, Chris, was that, uh, huh, he kept a spare key to the mausoleum. Basically, what you're telling me is our friend Hansler here <laughs> snuck back into the mausoleum. <laughs> well, it took him quite some time to build up the balls to do that, but uh, old Tansy's um, obsession with Elena continued to grow and become stronger and stronger after her death. 
And from all accounts, while she was alive, she did not share the same feelings for old Carl. But that did not stop him. Because, as we said, two years after her passing, Carl had had enough. And he was ready to take their quote-unquote relationship to the next level. Chris, what did Carl decide to do? Why don't you tell the good people what Carl decided to do next? I'm so glad I got this part. So, where Oyos was buried in this mausoleum and as you said he had a key which i'm assuming was just you know to do visits here and there right yeah but oh am i wrong so he removes her body from the mausoleum uh he carts her body on a toy wagon like some fucking kid going down the street oh god fucking toys because you think at some point he was going to have to uh make it onto a sidewalk or cross a street or something <laughs> Just imagine fucking, fucking the thing. seeing this fucking creepy fuck with a little toy wagon uh, with a fucking coffin on top of the goddamn thing. You think he took the actual coffin? You, I mean, I don't know. You think he just took the fucking body? I don't know. Like, how was he going to carry the... I well, don't know, I, maybe. Cr- fucking folded the body up and threw it in a wagon? <laughs> <laughs> Who fucking knows? Anyway, this thing's in the, in the fucking back of this wagon now, and he's <laughs> taking it to his house. from what he says that he says her spirit would come to him when he would sit by her grave and serenade her corpse with her favorite Spanish song una palabra en esperata oh uh, what what movie that that's Uh, a very familiar movie called Man on Fire my favorite fucking movie of all time greasy better I will give you a life for your life and the life of my brother ugh uh, this this good, episode good this episode is already coming off the rails. Yeah, right off. Uh, so back to Tanzler. He said that Maria, the corpse, would tell him to take her from the grave. Maria, the corpse. <laughs> he takes it as Maria wants to go with him because she's clearly uh, given him consent, I guess. And he takes her home and attaches her bones together with wire and coat hangers and. It's the face with glass eyes. This is, dude, this is just like the other case. Oh, this is just like that fucking Anatoly Moskvin, or what the fuck was his name? Moskvin case that we covered. These guys, like, you know, when the fucking body is that decayed, they have to reconstruct everything on it. So, like, why not just get a fucking mannequin or some shit? Because you're basically rebuilding this thing. And they, they put these makeshift little fucking body parts and, you know, noses and eyes on the goddamn thing. It's terrible. So the description of this thing just keeps getting worse and worse. Obviously, the skin on the corpse is completely decomposed. It's it's a year and a half old. So he replaces it with silk cloth, which is soaked in wax and plaster. And the hair fell out of the decomposing scalp. So he fashioned a wig that had been collected by her mother from her hair. So there was literally a wig of her hair that he's now putting on her head that has lost its hair. Ugh, oh, fucking uh, nasty. He is dressing her to the nines. Yeah, well, there there were even reports, I mean, it's not even reports, I guess it's just fact that he was going out and buying her jewelry and gifts and dresses and all the shit and treating her as if they were in a relationship and she was fucking alive. And it gets even fucking grosser because he was keeping her, and, and her picture is all over the internet. I mean, she does look better than the fucking Moskvin's where the fuck his name was, he she looks better than the corpses he caps him. So this guy actually put a little bit of effort into it, but it's still terrifying looking. And creepier part is that he kept her in 
his bed. And we'll get back to that in a second because I'm getting nauseous. Uh, <laughs> but, the smell. Yeah, the smell. And he would use formaldehyde and various Perfume. kinds of perfumes and, I guess, disinfectants to try to keep the smell down. But people started to get wise to the situation. You know, rumors started to spread because people would walk by the house, I guess, at night and they would see two figures dancing in the living room. So he would take this fucking corpse that he restructed, the, the, the corpse of Elena or Maria, you know, she, she had a thousand names, whatever one you want to call her. So he would take her corpse and dance around the living room with her because he had opened up her torso and stuffed it with rags to make it a little bit more, I guess, pliable, right, Chris? I think it was just to, like to make it more realistic, like like as if and be able to move a little she bit. Still had her form, a little yeah. bit of flexibility, I guess, too, where you could fucking actually bend the <laughs> bend the arms and legs. Why would he want to make it so realistic? You'd ask, and it wasn't just for dancing. Now let's go back to the bedroom for a second, and uh, no, no, <laughs> we must, Chris, we must. Now Tanser kept this corpse in his house for. A period of seven years. I mean, just think about how fucking long that is. And what must have gone on? So, you know, this can't be confirmed, but many people believe there were acts of uh, necrophilia. I mean, of course, that's what you would fucking think. Basically because apparently they had found a tubular-shaped piece of cardboard in her... What do you want to call it, Chris? Is the uh, word... Gina? Is it even that at this point? Oh my god. I mean, everything's just makeshift on, on, on this corpse. This so, is fucking sick. Yeah, this is really fucking gross. So when I was reading this, I was like, what the fuck? And uh, apparently, you know, you could imagine if you're making a makeshift vagina, what he would want to do with it. So you leave that to your imagination. And why don't oh you guys god. go take a fucking throw up break? <laughs> As we said, rumors begin to swirl around town that he actually had the fucking corpse in his house. Now, you think this guy must have fucking came home like after work, propped her up at the table, talking to her, having dinner with her? Fuck! Now, thank God, because Maria's sister, Florinda, heard those fucking rumors that he had taken the body and she confronted him at his house, no less. And I don't know if he let her in or whatnot, but it was eventually confirmed that he did have the corpse there. And she went ahead and notified the authorities and they came by and arrested this motherfucker. For what? <laughs> I mean, grave robbing, desecration of a corpse, you fucking name it. The interesting yeah. thing is, when they took him into custody, the first thing you're probably going to want to do is get him psychiatric help and testing and whatnot. The crazy thing is that he was found fucking competent to stand trial for his crimes. I mean, this is back then, too. So who knows what they would have deemed to be competent compared to what they do today. Now, our man, Tanzler, and we hear about this all the time, how lucky do these fucking guys get? Because as they had the preliminary hearing for the trial, he was fucking let go because of the statute of limitations. And those limitations had expired, just like uh, Maria herself. It gets even fucking weirder because after they found the body, guess what they did with it, Chris? So they buried it right back where it belonged. Uh, oh, you would fucking think? No, they decided to put it on public display at a funeral home. But why? They like all of a sudden was it a tourist attraction? Yeah, well over 7,000 people showed up to come look at it. But and there's no reasoning behind it. Like why would you fucking do that? Just let this poor girl rest yeah. in peace. But the uh nature of the crime and the story itself just steamrolled. You can imagine in the late 30s, early 40s that, you know, there was no social media, so 
this story had to make its way down the line via fucking newspaper or just person-to-person contact. And it had garnered nationwide attention. And that's why so many people ended up coming to view the body. They wanted to see what the hell this thing looked like. There were photographs taken of it. If you Google Tansler, Maria's picture will come up, the dead version of Maria. Now, you would think also with this huge media circus surrounding this fucking case that he would be viewed as fucking sicko like we're viewing him but no he was actually viewed as <laughs> a helpless romantic the feeling towards him by the public was actually sympathetic if you could fucking believe that i mean i guess you might feel bad for him just due to the fact that he's so sick but i wouldn't classify that as romance just a hopeless romantic, Bill. How would it, what are you going to do? <laughs> There's really not much you can do at this point. Now, moving forward a couple years after that, Tanzler had moved out of Key West to uh, Central Florida, and which I would say is a pretty smart move because you could just imagine um, the looks he was probably getting around uh, Key West. Like I said, he moved um, up to Zephyrus Hills, Florida. I, and I said that's Central Florida. I, I, I think it is. I might be on the... Uh, the West Coast, but he actually wrote an autobiography. I have not read it or even looked into it, and I am going to assume the deep obsession that he had with Maria, that she was obviously part of it. What's crazy is he carried out this obsession till he fucking died. So this obsession went on into the early 50s for over 20 fucking years, and apparently he used what they call a death mask and i had never fucking heard of this term before and i'll read you the definition because i had to look this up a death mask is a likeness of a person's face after their death and it's usually made by taking a cast or an impression from the corpse he made this thing himself so oh, okay well he paid for the funeral or whatever for for the mausoleum and stuff so you think prior to her being put into the mausoleum for the for the first time that he got this death mask because how else would he have gotten a, a plaster cast? Yeah, because then it would ha- he would have to have made a plaster cast of the plaster cast he made of her face. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, exactly. He, he probably had that done right after her death and had the fucking thing in his house and became so obsessed with that death mask that he went and robbed that grave two years later. But that's not where it ends, man, because he used that to create a life-size... I guess they call it effigy, uh, a body for her. And he lived with it until he fucking died. There were some people that believed that he actually kept some portions of her corpse and had that put inside this figure that was made so he can actually keep some of her with him. There were reports that said that when Tansler's body was found, that the makeshift, the new makeshift body that he had made of Maria was found in his arms when he died. Fuck. I mean, this is an unhealthy relationship either way you look at it. I mean, even if she was alive, I mean, my God, let it go. Give the girl some breathing room. Well, who knows what would have happened if she was alive? Like, how would he have been able to deal with this? Yeah, but, uh, yeah, in all seriousness, so if, like, say she rejected his advances, what would happen? You know, you never know what could happen because people get fucking weird with that type of shit. You know, maybe he could have harmed her or anything else because if he was willing to go to these lengths with, you know, a corpse... What the fuck would he do if uh, she had the ability to fight him off and, you know, show that she was not interested at all? Why would he buy a mausoleum rather than paying for 
a burial because he probably had this plan to remove the body. What easier way to get the body out of the cemetery than just walking in and grabbing it out of a mausoleum? So this was planned all along. That's what I think. I mean, he had a key specifically to get inside the mausoleum. Mm -hmm. So, or like, what if the, I don't know if cremation was a thing back then, but like if the family was like, oh, we're going to do cremation. (laughs) No, 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 no. I'll pay for it. (laughs) (laughs) So let's not get out of hand now. Let's not get nuts. Let's not get crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So that's it, Chris. That is the case of Carl Tanzler. And we can only hope that Maria is back in her mausoleum and resting in peace. Maybe maybe next week we just do a mystery, something that doesn't involve <laughs> fucking death. Uh, I'll look around and see what I can find. All right, Chris, let me give the rundown. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, shoot us an email at btcpod2020 at gmail.com. Chris, let me ask you, where can they find us on Facebook? Between the Cracks podcast on Facebook. And if that doesn't tickle your fancy, you can find us on Instagram Ooh. at Between the Cracks podcast. All right. That's it for us. We will see. That's going to do it. We will see you next week for episode number 18. <laughs> Until then, we say bye bye. Bye bye.